I trust we're close to on time. The preacher got long-winded in Port Colburn, I think. But uh, we are delighted to be with you in person and those who are joining us online today. This is an interesting time in the church year in that it is a time of looking back, as it is the last Sunday of the church year, the Reign of Christ Sunday. But it's also a time of looking ahead. So we will do some of that today, I trust. And with New Year's on the calendar anyway, oftentimes we find ourselves telling stories, don't we? So there will be stories shared a bit later today. Uh, stories of our congregation looking back, particularly at the ways God's rule and realm have found their way among us and how we've expressed that here. There is one other thread I want to pick up, and that is that as we tell those stories, these are subsumed into the grand story of God's love for us. again and he summoned Jesus and he asked him are you the king of the Jews and Jesus answered do you ask this on your own or did others tell you about me Pilate replied well I'm not a Jew am I your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me what have you done Jesus answered my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked Jesus, so you are a king? Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of our Lord. Won't you be seated? Grace and peace to you from the Creator, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. This is an interesting Sunday, isn't it? Maybe you have thoughts or feelings about royalty or about political power and all of its trappings. Maybe you think about Queen Elizabeth and her family. Or maybe you think about people who exercise power less justly. And then in the mix of that, the church here has introduced a commemoration 
a recent one actually, of the reign of Christ Sunday. What do we do with that? I guess we could do what Jesus does, subvert it. He says his rule is not the way of the world. What's this pastor doing all this talk of subverting and stuff? What's his deal? Well, in a few minutes, we're going to be praying together the Lord's Prayer. I think it, too, in the spirit of the reign of Christ, subverts. But not in a way that's violent, not in a way that is destructive, but in a way that is constructive. And now we're going to take you back a little bit in time. Remember good old catechism and confirmation classes? We're going to put you to work this morning. If you have a hymnal, you may know that Luther's small catechism appears in the back. And if you would turn to page 1163, we're going to have a little catechism session this morning. Some of you are already slinking down in your seats. Oh, no, not this. <laughs> I think it'll be worth it, though. As we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're not praying for God to come in and take the world by force. God's character is to act in love. And so when we pray things like, Thy kingdom come, or your kingdom come, your will be done, just what is it we're praying? I'll lead you through this, that I will be the questioner reading the italics, and we will ask you to read what is in bold print. And I'm picking up with the second petition. Your kingdom come. What is this? What does this mean? And if you would read in response. In fact... God's kingdom comes on its own without our prayer, but we ask this prayer that it may also come to us. How does this come about? Whenever our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that through the Holy Spirit's grace we may be God's good word and the God our lives And then the third petition. What does this mean? In gracious And how does this come about? This is God's gracious and good will.
pop up overnight. Sometimes, much to our surprise, or those little bits of leaven, like a bit of salt in the world. We are people of salt and light and leaven. And as God's realm finds its way into our hearts, it finds its way into congregational life too. There were a lot of stories being banded about last week. And that led to what is going to come next, that there are two brave individuals in our midst who have said that they would come and share some stories of what the congregation has been up to in this last year. Ways that the rule and realm of God poked up and showed itself among us. So we haven't worked this out just yet, but Seneca and Diane both have agreed to speak. So I'm going to get out of the way and let you to it. I'm going to come to the microphone just so you can hear me. This past spring, when we were still in the throes of the pandemic, not that we're over it yet, but in the past spring, we were still kind of locked down. Many of us were still unvaccinated. Open Arms Mission sent out an SOS, an urgent SOS, to all the faith communities in Welland because their client numbers were drastically going up and their supplies were dwindling faster than they could keep up. They asked each church to hold a food drive. It was a suggestion to hold the food drive in their immediate area. We didn't think that that would work too well for us. There's lots of churches here and we're not exactly out on the main street. So Brian and I decided to hold a porch food drop-off at our residence. It was going to run for two weeks. We let the congregation know that this was going to happen. And I have to say, I was just overwhelmed by the response and so proud of our church members. I have an L-shaped living room, dining room. Every inch of that floor was covered with food, along with the tables and under the tables. It's a good thing nobody was coming to visit during this time because there wouldn't have been the spot. But people did drop off their food items on the front porch, ring the bell, Brian and I would take them in. Now there were people who couldn't shop just because of the COVID thing, so they left donations. And again, I was thoroughly overwhelmed. Open Arms came to pick up a small load of food on week one, on week two, and on week three, which we weren't really going to have, but people still wondered if it was too late to leave food, and we said, never too late. So Brian and I took another load. The monetary donations came to over $1,500 from the congregation, another $1,000 from endowment. Uh, it just floored me during this time of the pandemic. And every dollar of food that we give, Open Arms is smart enough that they can buy three or four dollars worth with one dollar. So they were very pleased. I was 
as I said, filled with pride and just thankfulness for this congregation that we continue to be a church and mission for others even during this difficult time. So I thank you all. You're just celebrated all. And just thanks be to God for all of you. Thank you. Good morning. When the pandemic rolled in, I felt like the world shut down. But God seemed to have different ideas. He filled us with his grace and strength and sent us into the world, strengthened with his gift of teas. Now, I'm not talking about those teas that you drink from your cup, like black tea or herbal tea. I'm talking about the gift of teas that are deep within us. And this morning, I'm going to be talking about how God provided flexibility, creativity, and generosity. Let's start with flexibility. When our doors closed, Pastor Yuka and Lily and Sylvia used their flexibility to provide services with music and message. And then Bob stepped in, and he started recording those and having them available on our website so that we could all worship every week. When we reopened the church, our, sp our worship space was redesigned so that we could all come and worship in a safe place. And in August, surprise to a surprise all to all of us, we had two easily accessible evening worship services outdoors in our green space behind the church where we could sing and where people who couldn't do stairs could come and worship with us as well. Then we used the gift of technology to call our new pastor. Can you imagine interviewing, forming a committee, interviewing seven pastors, and choosing the pastor that met our shared ministry vision? And the women decided they could learn to get on Zoom too. And we now have a Bible study monthly with about 10 people attending. The second T, creativity, is seen in a lot of different places. And I'm going to name some of the people. Betty Scheel, who is 94, has knitted more than 500 hats in the last two years. And we have distributed them to community partners who work and keep to keep people warm. So we've reached out to them. Francis has beautified our gardens so that it's always attractive to our neighbors and to us. And Inga has brought joy to at least 25 shut-ins twice a year by making beautiful cards on her computer. She's brought those shut-ins joy and just a deep connection. The gift of creativity also led us to form a shepherding connection with telephone calls to shut-ins and sick and lonely seniors, embracing their lives with caring and conversation. 
And then we even figured out how to continue our long tradition of dropping off Christmas gifts. We used to go and visit in the homes, but we decided on another plan. We knocked, we dropped, we stepped back, and we waved. And if possible, we had a little long-distance chat. The final T is an abundance of generosity. A generosity of your time and talents and treasures. Together, as you've heard from Seneca, we practiced our generosity with our offerings, with our faithfulness at worship, with our skills. The council was diligent. Sylvia shared her gift of music and reading. Norm, his wisdom and his handyman skills. And finally, Gene Weber, who passed away, I think, two years ago, left Lutheran women a $5,000 bequest. And that allowed us to increase our financial support to the soup kitchen and the teen gifts for community toys, as well as giving five community organizations $550 each for their outreach programs. That money went a long way. If I haven't named you, that's okay, because I've seen you practicing your flexibility, your creativity, and your generosity. As people, in response to God's love, you are a member of a faith community welcoming us all to grow in faith, to worship Christ, and to reach out to everyone.